0: the mother of two of our campers, Alana and Ruby. She said she needed to get the kids and take them home. She said it was an emergency, but she wouldn't tell me the nature of the emergency, only that she needed them right now. HB. Just keep going. You're telling a story. CS. It was about 10 a.m., and all the children had just left for a field trip to a local dairy farm. I was surprised that Mrs. Dawes didn't know because she had signed the slips two weeks earlier. Three kids had to stay behind because their parents forgot, and those kids had been dropped off by caregivers who couldn't give legal consent. Lots of our kids were dropped off by babysitters. Nannies. The Dawes girls almost missed the trip because they were late that day, but their dad had dropped them off. Usually it was the nanny, but she wasn't around that week. She was on vacation or something. Mr. Dawes had seemed a little absent minded at drop off, but he's that kind of guy, right? He didn't make all his money by focusing on details that others could take care of. That's what my dad always says. They knew each other a little, my dad and Mr. Dawes. They were on some board together. Anyway, Mrs. Dawes, whom I'd seen only once or twice that summer, came in and asked to withdraw the girls. She said it was an emergency. Of course, I was very concerned when I heard that, but I had to ask, what is the nature of the emergency? And she just kept murmuring, can't you see? Can't you see? Isn't it obvious? The only thing I could see was that she looked awful. HB, could you be more descriptive? CS, well, just awful. Her hair looked as if it hadn't been washed for days, And she had such pretty hair the other times I had seen her. Her skin looked bad, pale and waxy. She was breathing heavily, almost panting. And she wore way too much clothing for a hot day. She had on a turtleneck and this big, baggy linen thing over it. It looked very Eileen Fisher. And it was enormous on her. It was all very strange. Disturbing. Like the homeless people you see wearing coats in hot weather. I didn't think she should be left alone. I told her to wait in the hall for me and that I would go get someone. I thought maybe she should see a nurse or a doctor, but I wanted to ask my boss. After all, I was only 16. I couldn't tell a grown-up to wait in one place or make her have a glass of water. I wasn't gone more than five minutes. But when I got back with the head of camp, she, Mrs. Dawes, had left. When I heard later, I felt awful. If I had gotten her to stay, nothing would have happened. But I thought she was a risk only to herself. I mean, that's bad, but it's not as if I could see the baby. HB, are you sure the baby was with her? C.S. Not at the time. I mean, it was only after that I realized. There were straps over the turtleneck, but under this poncho-like thing she was wearing, Visible at the edges of the neckline. They had to be straps, right? So she had the baby in a carrier, and she put on the big poncho so we wouldn't see the baby. That's what I think. H.B. But are you sure the baby was under the poncho? Could you see the baby's shape? Hear her? Was she moving? C.S. No. H.B. So the baby could have been in the car? C.S. Anything is possible, I guess. But I think the baby was with her. H.B. Go back and describe Melisandre again, in more detail if you could. Make people see her as she was that day. C.S. Her hair was almost flat with grease. I had seen her once or twice, and she was a really striking woman. And her hair was what you noticed first. She had those big, snaky curls, you know? And the color was amazing, gold and brown, almost like a topaz. She also had brown eyes and lovely skin, normally. But on this day, her skin was grayish white and she was way overdressed, all these layers on a really hot day. She had on tights, too, and cowboy boots, bright red cowboy boots. But, you know, some people overdress in the summer because they're in places that have really strong air conditioning. I keep a cardigan in my desk drawer, H.B.